0: If you're listening to this on any day, but it's actual release date, I have officially outlived Jim Morrison, Joseph Merrick, Robert Johnson, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Brian Jones. I am now 28. It's the FrankFlag.net podcast. And Brian, I don't know why I felt the need to do that. No, I do know why, because Dean's not here to keep me in check. With Dean not here, Brian goes nuts. Anyway, a couple more of these solo podcasts before Dean gets back. I apologize for the condition of my voice, I've been battling my allergies uh, pretty heavily the last week or two, but um, before we get into today's topic, let's get to some news.
1: We're big rock singers, we got golden
2: fingers, and we're loved everywhere we go. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth, a $10 million a show. We take all kind of pills and get all kind of thrills, but the thrill that we've never known is the thrill that it gets you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling
1: Stone. Rolling Stone. I wanna see my picture on the cover. Rolling Stone. I wanna buy five copies for my mother. Stone. See my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone.
0: That's a little bit of the cover of the Rolling Stone. A song written by Shell Silverstein, but covered by Black Francis and Joey Santiago on *The Twistable Turnable Man*, a musical tribute to the songs of Shell Silverstein. This album is coming out this month and features bands such as My Morning Jacket, Dr. Dog, The Boxmasters, which is uh, Billy Bob Thornton's band, and Andrew Bird, John Prine, Chris Christopherson. Lots of great musicians on this uh, compilation. Uh, Shel Silverstein is an author who wrote books like The Giving Tree, um, Most notably known for his children's work, but uh, also did some music. And this is probably his most famous song, uh, made famous by the film Almost Famous. Um, the band sings it when they find out they will be on the cover of The Rolling Stone. I know that's a shocking plot development given the title of the song, but I felt I should share it. Um, that features, like I said, Joey Santiago on lead guitar, Bobby Bear Jr. on guitar, who also produced the record. Uh, David Vanderveld on bass. And Aaron Ford on drums, and you've probably heard him as a part of And You Will Know Us by The Trail of Dead. Check it out via Sugar Hill Records on June 8th. That's a little bit of Black Suit from our friends Grand Duchy, Violet Clark and Black Francis. Word has it that they are currently in the studio working on Let the People Speak, the forthcoming album by Grand Duchy. We don't really know many details about this, but we thought we'd pass it along. And uh, to celebrate, why don't we listen to another track from that debut album? Let's hear Break the Angels. Recently, NME, the New Musical Express, put out a list of what it considered today's greatest lyricists. Now, some of these names I think I would agree with, Stephen Merritt, Tom York, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Damon Albarn, but some of them, I don't know. But somebody we can all agree on is Frank Black was on the list, which is a really, really nice thing. It's nice to see him recognized for his lyrical songwriting, which I think is some of the best out there. So let's listen to a song that I particularly love lyrically. It's one of these puzzle songs. We played it back on episode 23, but it's far enough along that we can play it again. In fact, I love these lyrics so much. My wife, for Christmas this past year, took the refrain and printed it out and had it framed. And we uh, have it hanging in our living room. So here it is, Valley of Our Hope.
1: To his conclusion, even though he was a fusion man of cross-eyed rubies and ash upon the snow. Over and over he said, "Well, numbered are my days, so let's go wonderful to make your kind intrusion Angled to get noticed under dark skies of their nights, giving speeches though I knew him as the organist. Imploring with his eyes, ever offering the sweetest voice, no soul, mi Durago, ay, ay, ay! deliverance it was from bad, bad luck instead it's just one hand was struck eventually tore his fingers so hard three limbs would serve the boy's star terrible screaming Of the secret place lies asleep within those walls, escaping from my telephone calls. Countess of Egyptian airspace, number crunching as she falls, Fortran in her tiny face.
0: months ago, BlackFrancis.net released The Golem, a five-disc box set of sorts, came in a wonderful booklet with great photographs and chord charts and a DVD and all of this commemorating the Black Francis score for the film The Golem. Well, for those of you who weren't in that lucky 500 to grab a copy, don't be afraid, there is more Golem coming. This summer, BlackFrancis.net hopes to release both a DVD that will feature the complete score and a CD of the rock album, you know, more of a uh, a rock opera of sorts that features the songs from the movie. So keep your eyes peeled on BlackFrancis.net for that. But let's hear something that probably won't be included because it's a reprise. So let's hear the Astaroth reprise right now. Finally, in the news department, we have more good news coming from our friends at BlackFrancis.net. Abba Bubba, a B-Sides compilation featuring tracks featured on BlackFrancis.net, is looking to be released very, very shortly. We don't have a release date yet, but I'm pretty sure it'll happen this summer. This features uh, a number of demos, B-Sides, and other things recorded by Black Francis over the past few years. Let's see the title track of that album, which was originally given to our friends over at Black Alero as an exclusive. As I mentioned before, it's called Abba Bubba. Two, two, three. I'm taking it back to live in a bond. We'll be alone all
2: day in the sand. Red greens and browns, blues and all grays. Sweet, salty days, one thousand towns. I'm Bum, bum, bum. I'm bum,
0: Let's get to the topic at hand today, and that is the music of Doug Somm. Who is Doug Somm, you ask? Take it away, Chuck. The king of Tex-Mex. That's right. He's the king of Tex-Mex. He was part of a band called the Sir Douglas Quintet in the 60s that had a couple of hits, and then he became a solo artist and recorded up to his death in the late 90s. Uh, solo artist with his band, the Texas Tornadoes, which featured Freddie Fender and Augie Myers and some other Texas musician legends, and today's podcast is about his music and the effect his music had on the music of Frank Black. Now, Before we do anything else, we should probably play you the song that Doug wrote that Frank covered a number of times. We're going to start by playing the Sir Douglas Quintet version of Sunday Sunny Mill Valley Groove Day, and then we're going to move on to play the Frank Black and the Catholics version that comes from the internet, exclusive, freebie, whatever we've named it in the past, album Sunday Sunny Mill Valley Groove Day. Frank liked the title so much, he named an album after it. So anyway, uh, without further ado, here is the first of two Frank black to for today.
3: Oh, let's get out of here, man. Come on. Lala, I to be here in the morning for your harmony. I want you fresh as a, as a Daisy at 9 o'clock.
1: 9? 9. Nine. <laughs> When there's nothing left to say In all the clouds have been... survive. repeat anyway.
0: Now, if Frank Black just happened to like one Doug Somm song and that was it and covered it and never really referenced him or never really talked about him again, that wouldn't be enough reason to do an entire podcast. But a couple of times, Frank Black has mentioned how much he enjoys Doug's music and the music of his latter-day band, the Texas Tornadoes. We'll get to that in a few minutes, but let's first talk about how Doug's music has influenced the music of Frank Black uh, overall, first of all, Doug, especially in the Texas Tornadoes, which is a band he formed in the late 80s with uh, Freddie Fender and Augie Myers, who was also in the Sir Douglas Quintet with Doug, as well as uh, an accordion player who is not familiar probably to you and I, but was very, very popular with the Tex-Mex music scene in the 1780s, named Flaco Jimenez. And uh, these guys came together and formed the Texas Tornadoes. And in the tornadoes, a lot of times there'd be Spanish lyrics mixed with English lyrics, kind of back and forth. And some of the Spanish lyrics were spoken in an American accent to show that it wasn't it wasn't necessarily authentic. It was sort of this this Tex-Mex, for lack of a better word, mixture of the languages. And that's something we've seen Frank Black do a number of times uh, in Vamos in uh, Isla de Encanta, more so with the Pixies than with uh, Solo. But uh, one track I think that is especially indicative of the mixture of English and Spanish back and forth is Crackety Jones. And we've actually played a couple of live versions of Crackety Jones recently on the podcast, so we're going to go back to the original, the Doolittle version, and play you Crackety Jones after we hear a Texas Tornado song called Hey Baby, Que Paso?, which really features the nice uh, interplay between the English and the Spanish. After that, we're going to hear probably Doug's biggest hit. It's called Mendocino, and actually it was during the sessions for the Mendocino album that Sunday sunny Mill Valley Groove Day was recorded, and it was released originally as part of a deluxe edition of Mendocino and is now released as part of a box set of all the Sir Douglas Quintet material. So we're going to hear Mendocino, and then we're going to hear Super Abound from Teenager of the Year. And the reason we're going to hear this is the sound of the organ. Uh, Augie Myers, who played with Doug throughout his entire career, really has a distinctive organ sound. And you'll hear it on Mendocino, and I think you'll hear a very similar type sound on Super Abound. And so it just sort of shows another sphere of influence that Doug's music had on the Frank Black catalog. So here we go. Hey, baby, que paso? Crackety Jones, Mendocino, and Super Abound.
4: Hey baby, get my soul Thought I was your only if I know. Hey baby, get my soul Please don't leave me this mozo Come on baby, turn around Let me see your pretty blue eyes that I love you Please don't leave me there's a motto.
0: Doug Somm passed away back in nineteen ninety-nine, but that hasn't stopped the Texas tornadoes from reforming this year with his son, Sean Somm, in the lead role, taking over for his dad. I actually got to talk to Sean, who was, was an absolutely nice guy. You know, you always hear about musicians being flaky or being um self-absorbed, and I have to tell you, the people I've met through this podcast have just been awesome, and Sean is no exception. We're gonna talk to Sean in a few minutes about what it's like to be stepping into his father's footsteps, for lack of a better term, even though neither one of us really like to use that term, working with Freddie Fender and other things. But first, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk more about the aforementioned Freddie Fender. Freddie was a Texas singer-songwriter, much like Doug, and who also sadly passed away back in 2006. Now, Frank Black fans might know the name Freddie Fender from the reference in I Love Rock and Roll off of Pistolero, where he's name checked along with Desmond Decker and Chubby Checker. Doesn't help but there's some rhyming there, I'm sure. But um Freddie had a bunch of hits, Wasted Days and Wasted Nights, Before the Next Tear Job Falls, Secret Love, You'll Lose a Good Thing Since I Met You Baby, Via Dios. Some of them were country songs, some of them were more uh rock, some of them were more tejano, and you know, he's really just another one of these musicians that I think a lot of us Frank Black fans have heard of, but haven't heard much actual music from. So we're going to play a song from the new Texas Tornadoes album, just came out this year, called Esta Bueno, produced by Sean Somm, and featuring Augie Myers, Flaco Jimenez, Sean, and the last recordings of Freddie Fender, um, which is really cool for them. They got to do this because it brings together some of Freddie's last music, and also a a demo that Doug had recorded before he died, and we're gonna play that one later. But this song's called "If I Could Only," and it's sung by the one and only Freddie Fender. And then after that, we're gonna hear "I Love Rock and Roll," the demo version before what became the studio version on Pistolero. So enjoy "If I Could Only," and then I want Rock and Roll.
3: If you would open up the door, the one you can If you could hold me in your eyes, I wouldn't be so all alone. Although you want somebody else, I guess I'll take a chance, take you back in my eyes. on my hand, when I could feel your magic touch, the stars would fall down from the sky, and you're the reason why I'm crying here so much. If I could have your lips on mine, and I could feel your magic touch, the stars would fall
1: down from the sky, and you're the reason why I'm
3: crying.
0: Now, without any further ado, let's hear part one of my chat with Sean Somm. We talk about taking over the family business, reforming the Texas Tornadoes, and why he loved his dad's music so much. My first question for you is is a really interesting one to me because uh, I have a great relationship with my dad. My dad and I are as close as a dad and a son could be. However, I never once thought about following him into the family business. And I know a lot of guys, you know, are in the what same boat. What is the family business? Unfortunately, the family business is real estate law, which sounds about as boring oh. as can be. So it's a little bit different to have your dad be a a musician versus a lawyer. But uh, when was the first time you realized you wanted to follow your dad into the music business?
5: Well, I tell you what, man, I'm not. I'm going to answer all this stuff just as honest and straightforward as I can. I'm kind of that kind of dude. I mean, please do. I can laugh and joke around, but the straightforward answer to that is I never remember not wanting to do this. Uh, and all my baby books that, you know, my mom and my dad gave me, you know, that I've kept all, uh, over the years. It's so all it talks about when I was a child is, you know, how into the music I was and how into dad I was and how I wanted to play his gold records that were up on the wall and just, you know, it was very, long story short, it was very obvious I was obsessed with music from a young age and i do remember always writing songs i started playing guitar because uh... it was brought to my attention as a little little uh, youngster that you know if i play guitar or an instrument that i have something to kind of you know accompany my little songs to you know hey alright that's a good idea because i'd always go around singing making up these little songs you know
0: what were the records that when you were younger were the ones that were inspiring you to play Be- besides your dad's records of course you know what were the things you were hearing that Sort of made you go wow. You know this is good stuff.
5: Those are cool questions. I like this stuff. Uh, I tell you what, honestly, uh, because you know how you know how we all have these guilty pleasures and stuff with music. So we can we can make this question really broad and go all the way across the board. But what I liked about your question is direct, like from that age. What what were those formative years that you heard the the music that blew your mind and made you go wow? Right. So I can relate to that. So in that context straight up, man. Stuff like the Beach Boys. I was just freaked out on the Beach Boys. Doug Psalm. I mean, I was. Up, I have to include my dad because the thing is, is I was obsessed with that music. I mean, you know, I would, I would play his records over and over. The Beach Boys, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. I have these, you know, and I could go on. I mean, when you get into high school, you get into Led Zeppelin and, you know, whatever, you know, Black Sabbath and... And, you know, I I like uh, all kinds of weird guilty ear candy music too, uh that's silly shit, you know, that you know, that might make a lot of people puke, how we all have those little guilty pleasures. So that's getting the kinda of into the broad thing. But man, when it comes down to it, the Beach Boys, Doug's psalm and the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, something about those four musicals that you can kinda of draw of Parallel to everything I do in those four, you know what I mean,
0: I wanted to ask you about the Texas tornadoes reunion because in some ways it's got to be great to step in in your dad's shoes and to be there and to be sort of taken that role in other ways it's got to feel surreal because the guys you're playing with they were they were the peers of your father, you know he was he was oh, yeah. he was their peer, and you're stepping in in a different light. I'm sure that they look at you as a peer too, especially you know you've been playing with them for so long but at first, how did that go? How did that experience go of stepping into to his shoes? How did you, how did you feel about it? Well, that?
5: I'll tell you what. Um, you know what? Let's see, because there's a lot of neat little kind of side roads to that same question that you just said. Um, as far as – let me start with the first part. As far as stepping into his shoes, and that's the obvious way to put it, and that's the way everyone does. But just speaking personally, you know, I, ne- I don't look at it that way. And I guess this is one of the reasons why it really works is because no one understands the importance of Doug's song more than I do. And I really, you know, no one understands that you can't replace him or step or feel any shoes. But these are just terms that we all use, and so I try not to kind of overanalyze it. But the truth is, is I feel like I look at it the right way. In other words, this is Dad's band, Dad's musicians, his music, and it's all about honoring him in the 10th anniversary of Going on 11 now, but we're the 10th uh, and change anniversary of his passing and turning people on and honoring and this whole celebratory thing. And that's actually why I'm okay with it. If it was me just kind of stepping in and kind of filling his shoes and trying to move on, and you know, uh, it would be a little weird for me because I do have my own, I've always had my own trips, you know, I've always played my own bands, good or bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm uh, on band, the Tex-Mex Experience, and we do our little, our version of kind of what me and dad used to do, blah, blah, blah. But I think at the end of the day, that's why it's not <clears throat> as weird for me. Uh, now, the second part of that question, hell, it's just weird playing music without dad, period, if you want to get real analytical about it, because we were so close. And like I said, you know, by the last, you know, several years of his life, That was what I was most into, was just us and our writing and touring, and we were doing all this stuff together. and You know, I have this thing that I spent my whole life experimenting, looking for the right people to play with and the right people to collaborate with, and uh, lo and behold, one day you realize it's been right under your nose the whole time. You
0: know. Thanks again, Sean, for sitting down and talking with us. We're going to hear another song from the Texas Tornadoes' new album, Esta Bueno. This is one of the last demos that Doug Somm had recorded before he died, and the rest of the Tornadoes were playing on it, and they just refurbished it a little bit and added some new tracks to it to put it on this record. It's called Girl Going Nowhere. Make sure to tune in next month for part two of my interview with Sean Sam, where we talk a little bit more about their new album and about the track Sunday Sunny Mill Valley Groove Day and his thoughts about it. Now, we have one more song to play, but we're going to play two versions of it. This is the aforementioned second Frank Black-to-back of the, uh, of the episode. And what I was hoping to do here is really embarrass Dean. Because Dean's not here, I can play whatever I want. I'm sort of the boss man while he's out of town. So we're going to do a Frank Black to back of his Kingly Cave. The first version is from the internet freebie whatever, Sunday Sunny Mill Valley Groove Day, recorded directly after Dog in the Sand and given out to a couple of fans It shows. That album leaked, and most of the tracks from it have either been repurposed as B-sides or have been reworked on future albums. His Kingly Cave was reworked the next year to come out on Devil's Workshop, but this is the original version of that. Now, Dean was in a band called Astrid, and Astrid was featured on the You Ate Me, a tribute to Frank Black, that we did on the website a couple of years ago, and they did his Kingly Cave. Now, to make it interesting, they decided, well, let's see, what's his Kingly Cave about? It's about going to Graceland. Hey, Dean happens to know somebody who's an Elvis impersonator. Why don't we have Elvis sing the song? Now, this is a great idea on paper, and I actually happen to enjoy this track, but Dean has made it known that people don't like this and that he tends to get some negative mail about it. I think those people are overreacting. I think it's a great version. I think it's a lot of fun. So we're going to end our show with a Frank black-to-back of his Kingly Cave. But first... I have a copy of Esta Bueno, the new Texas Tornadoes album, to give away to the first person to email me with the correct answer to this week's trivia question. Okay, so we know Doug Somm wrote "Sunday Sunny Mill Valley Groove Day, which became the title of a Frank Black album. One of his other albums is also named after a song that he did not write. What album is it? The first person to answer this question correctly and email me at fbpodcast at wins a copy of the record and a sweet Texas Tornado sticker. So be the first to do that. And for Sean Som and for Dean, who's traveling somewhere down the Pan American Highway, this is Brian. Have a good month. I'll see you in July.
2: She got the wind, yeah, leaving into to fall But still the cafe ate. And with a drink they chased The ghosts in the con. They went to celebrate They went to have a ball Everyone gathered at the gates But it wasn't good at all A hilarious mistake
1: King King. Don't worry, the leopards won't bite you Wipe their glicks See way, cigar Jumpsuits on a headless cast Hardest jewels under two-inch grass Potholes and burners will not bite you Don't worry, the plastic won't shoot you No more crying today, he's
2: tripping over graves As rain begins to fall Finally they escape, when the shuttle bus is calm The silence now is great Until one moment stays I scream, I scream for all Yeah, but it's too late for us to go back now They close the gates and the scene was set Enter into this community Don't worry, the records do not bite why that big away? with the seaweed?
1: Jumpsuits on a headless cast. Harvest chews on the two-inch slabs. I put holes and burgers with my back. Don't worry, the possibilities. No more kindness. Anyway. I tend to think we're going back to facts.
0: It's all a repeat anyway.
6: Jumpsuits on the headless calf All his jewels under two-inch glass. And bullet holes and burns through my back. Don't worry, the posse won't shoot you. No more crying today. stripping over graves as the rain begins to fall. And finally they escape when the shuttle buses call. The mourners now. One begins to sing I scream, I scream For all Hey, but it's Too late for to go Back down They closed the gates and the scene was set And turned into Its kingly cave Don't worry, the loud Under two-inch glass Bullet holes and burdens Rule my back Don't worry Don't worry No more crying by the mansion walls She said she'd rather wait for evening to fall But still the cafe ain't